The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the Radiate Wellness Podcast. (laughs) We are here with the radiators. We've got all of our practitioners here right now. Mary Jane Stoneman, Kathy Lesmeister, Donna Kelly, Steve Sanders. We're here to radiate self-care because we feel it's important. And we have just, on this day, it's July 18 when we're recording this, and we've just finished our WFH, Wellness From Home, retreat. And we are jazzed and enthused. Thank you guys for being here. (laughs) We love it, we love it. So let's have everybody introduce themselves, okay? So let's go, if you're watching on YouTube, we're gonna go counterclockwise. Mary Jane, would you see who you are? Yes, hello. Mary Jane Stodenman. I'm the resident astrologer here at uh, Radiate Wellness. Uh, I'm not on uh, the site. I'm living in Geneva, Switzerland, and doing my work with Christy and her gang uh, online, always at a distance, but uh, uh, close to heart and enjoying my time with uh, all of these brilliant people who are teaching me stuff every day. You were sheltering in place before sheltering in place was cool. (laughs) <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> so geneva switzerland so mary jane is talking to us from the future yes it's uh it's 9 30 p.m at my place but uh, i'm into the uh aperitif hour so <laughs> it's 2 22 which is a very fortuitous time here in kansas city as we record right and kathy Hey, Kathy, you want to introduce yourself? Tell what you do? 
Hi, I'm Kathy Lesmeister, and I am an energy facilitator. I work with the body, work with emotions, feelings. I work with whatever it is that you need to help you on your path so that you can live a conscious, vibrant, healthy life. And it's great to work with all the different practitioners. I'm in Kansas City, so I have a location north of the river. And I also am at Centered Spirit, which uh, I share a room with Christy. Yeah. All right, Thanks. Steve. Thank you, Kathy. Steve. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Steve Sanders from South Kansas City. Uh, I'm on with this group as... Uh, the life coach, uh, whether that's related to leadership activities and you wanting to be a leader, or that's looking at your personal life as to why maybe your results aren't matching up with what your dreams or desires are. Um, I work with people through many different models uh, where we're looking at what you're doing, who you're being. And then, of course, your thoughts and how that influences the actions you take. And so I'm uh, appreciative of being here with all the other radiators today. And, uh, yeah, this has just been a great day. It really has. Oh, my gosh. And Donna. Yes, my name is Donna Kelly. I'm in downtown Kansas City, but I work virtually uh, I don't. I no longer have an office. I just do everything virtually. Um, my background is actually conventional medicine, pharmacy, and through my own health journey, um, six years ago, I didn't think I'd be walking, and I was really afraid to take medications, and so I decided I would turn to nutrition, and I was pain-free after 60 years uh, of laying pain. Uh, pain-free in one month. So I have left pharmacy and I uh, help people regain their health, improve their health through diet and lifestyle. Awesome. So today we had our virtual, our work from home or wellness from home retreat. Um, the first of um, hopefully many more retreats that we do and it was really, it was really great. We had some great participation and each one of us brought something different to the table and to the day, to the event. Uh, in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the day, we had a self-care panel where we talked about all the different wonderful ways that we inform clients to practice good self-care, but then also what we do individually for self-care. So, um, who wants to go first to talk about maybe what you recommend, what you, why you think it's important or what your practice is? I use an app that I've downloaded from the app store that's called the Insight Timer, which is a, a simple, like contained um, location where there's guided meditations um, from three to five minutes to set aside to calm, calm myself and increase awareness, which that's really 
you know, the heart of my work as a life coach is working in that space of awareness, um, awareness and uh, awareness on the one side after uh, playing around with blind spots, right? Because that's, it's actually the blind spots that catch us. And so with the insight timer, it's a very simple device to uh, not only track the amount of time I'm in meditation, but actually be guided. I find for myself that having somebody guide me through a meditation is much better than uh, me necessarily trying to just be quiet on my own, right? When I try to be quiet on my own, it seems right now that my thoughts distract me away from that peaceful space. And so at the moment, I'm using Insight Timer. The other thing I'm doing is uh, exploring the world of tapping. Um, some people call it EFT, um, or short for tapping, which is a, a, a practice of working with your body to shift patterns. And so um, exploring how tapping combined with uplifting song or uplifting affirmations can set a new course in place or set a new pattern in place um, to grow. And so that's what I would say that I'm exploring right now and recommending to clients. You know, the, the first thing you mentioned was the insight timer and meditation. And that's probably the number one thing that not only I, but spirit recommends to clients. And they'll often get messages either just from a reading or in hypnosis about meditating more. And Donna, I know you recommend meditation too, which is um, pretty cool for a pharmacist. So why do you recommend it? <laughs> well, um, when you look at uh, supporting the body to heal and as I have learned more and more about the body from a holistic standpoint, you this wonderful body is totally built to heal. In the 21st century, it does get to be a challenge because we no longer live in a natural world. Uh, we have processed foods. We have light pollution everywhere. We have um, air pollution. Plus, we're not in a rested parasympathetic state most of the time because we're so rushed. If we are in a parasympathetic state, that is rest, digest, and repair. If you are repaired, you are not inflamed. And in our Western world, uh, most diseases, almost all diseases, are because of inflammation. So um, I talk a lot about meditation. It's kind of, I like to have a three-legged stool, actually. Meditation calms the body, calms the mind, so that you can drop into that rest, digest, and repair mode. Um, 
obviously nutrition. Uh, the food you eat is information for your cells. Uh, sugar, processed sugar is the number one driver of inflammation. So you want to take it to zero. I will say zero. It's easier at zero than a little bit. <laughs> um, and you want to eat high, clean food, which means usually locally sourced, uh, sustainably raised, or organic. You don't want pesticide, herbicide in your foods. That negatively impacts your gut health, which is where all health originates. 90, 80% of your immune system is in your gut. Mm -hmm. So my challenge currently, um, and I have made huge progress on this, uh, has been sleep. Because it, when you sleep, you repair your body with growth hormone. You cleanse your mind. And uh, melatonin, which is produced during sleep, is actually one of the most potent antioxidants that the body produces. That's pretty cool. With COVID, when we first started, I couldn't see my father. He was in a nursing home. Uh, I was getting maybe two hours of sleep a night. I mean, that just really wipes you out. But, you know, what are you going to do? I, I was scared. <laughs> I, I couldn't get to him. I, and, of course, the staff was overwhelmed. They couldn't tell me much about him. But I will tell you that I really, really put the – the the highlight on getting sleep. So I've got blackout curtains. I get off my technology about four o'clock. I don't eat within, well, my last meal is usually about four in the afternoon. Um, I journal at night. I meditate. Um, and I will tell you that now I drop to sleep very easily usually seven-ish, give or take a half an hour of sleep, wake up, energized, and I'm ready to go. And I don't have that two or three o'clock in the afternoon slump. Yeah. So um, sleep, meditation, and food, they all impact each other. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, um, well, you know, self-care is taking care of your body. Right. Of your, your body. Right. And, and well, and yourself in terms of your spiritual side, your, your mental, emotional side too, but it's like doing the things that we would tell a kid to do. If you're, you know, for parents, parents, like you want to make sure your kids are fed, rested, and they get some, some sort of play. And if they don't get those things, they're cranky. So same thing for us too. Kathy, what do you like to teach and preach and practice? Well, I, I want to talk a little bit about meditation as well, because I think sometimes people, when you talk about meditation, they think you just have to sit and be quiet. But there is, so if you would go outside, there's walking meditations you can do in nature, just walking in nature. You might try spending an hour and go 100 feet and just see how much awareness you have because I'm sure you're going to pick up on the insects and anything that's in that hundred feet realm. If you spend an hour going that slow, how much awareness would you have? Because when you meditate and you meditate for long periods of time, I used to be in a group and 
there's depths and layers within yourself that not only are you quieting your mind, but there are many places within yourself when you hit that zone, I'm going to call it a zone, um, that open up and um, you see more of yourself and more depth and the quietness and the and the spiritual part of meditating, the connection. So um, meditation is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. So however you do it, but I just, there's so many different ways to do it. I do want to encourage everyone to do some type of meditation. Something I've written about, oh, sorry, Donna, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to also uh remind people about forest bathing. Kathy talks about going outside. The green wavelengths of light are very healing to us. Blue wavelengths of light in the morning and the daytime um, turn off melatonin production to get you fully awake. Mm. So, and going outside, you get that green wavelength if you get around trees and very healing. I'm glad you said that, Kathy. Cool. Yeah, and that's a good point is that we don't have to, you know, very few of us have a half an hour to sit down twice a day and meditate. Right. It's just um, not something that we that we would tend to practice um, even during the COVID lockdown, right? But um, something I r- I've written about before is, my, I just call them micro meditations. We've got unclaimed time during the day, like we might be... Uh, waiting for somebody or waiting for something, we can take that time while we're drinking our our whatever tea or coffee or whatever in the morning. We can do it very mindfully and very deliberately and meditatively. So there's all types of time during the day that we can uh, shower meditation. Awesome. Right, shower meditation is great. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. Box you know, breathing meditation. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, because when you breathe slowly, you're you're cueing your mind that you're safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, working with the breath. So, Mary Jane, what do you practice for your own self-care? Wow. Well, as I pointed out to our group uh, before we really got started, I feel as though I'm kind of a troublemaker here in the middle of all these wonderful techniques to fix ourselves. And they are. They're wonderful. Uh, but my job as an astrologer, I think my first job, is to um, bring people around to recognize, to learn themselves. Yeah. Not who, not the their mother's doctor that uh, she told him he was going to be, and not uh, daddy's uh, uh, shoemaker or whatever he was, and he wants you to keep going. We've got to come into ourselves, and it's a whole process. Um, I think it's, uh, at least my friends here (laughs) helped me along saying that this is the basis of everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, What I want people to do and what I try to bring them to do is uh, accomplish finally uh, Carl Gustav Jung's individuation. Who am I? Who was I born to be? And this has very little to do with everything I learned in school and the church I went to and um, what daddy and mommy told me that I was going to be or 
were hoping that I was going to be. That's not in the program. So it takes a bit of getting totally naked, being able to take on our, our own doubts, our own hesitations, our own fears. Do we? I really want to go in there and see who I am and see what I've been missing? What have I maybe done wrong? Uh, maybe uh, there are things that need fixing. I see most of my clients, I think, now that I think of it, <clears throat> I see most of my clients at a point in their lives when they keep repeating shimas, repeated bad habits, repeated bad choices. Uh, they're going off in directions that are just not satisfactory and that are not honest. They're not authentic. Mm -hmm. And so it takes this one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes it's a very hard process, uh, to be able to say, let's rethink what brought you to this particular habit, to this particular uh, attitude, and maybe we can turn it around. Maybe there's some other way to act. Maybe you want to go back and say no to the family pattern, huh? because we see a lot of this. We've talked about that in all kinds of directions, so starting with the chakras and finishing up with the psychoanalysis. Family patterns that need to be undone. So, okay, let's get started. It's not a very comfortable process, often. Um, people come back to me, though, usually a week or two afterwards, and say, that they've got more accomplished in two hours in consultation than in two years of psychoanalysis. I can't tell you the joy that this brings me because finally we're getting down to the nitty gritty, getting down to the, the basic motives behind our choices. And well, that's what I do during my days and, uh, and try to help people come into their own finally. Yeah, Steve. Well, I think Mary Jane uh, spoke to something that I want to underline. We're on a podcast talking about self-care. Self-care doesn't necessarily equate into alone care, right? That there are ways of self-care that do uh, involve reaching out to practitioners like us at particular sure. times, right? And then coming back in and integrating that into something that you yeah. do for yourself. Um, just underlining that because I, when I first heard of self-care, um, took it in the range of having to be by myself as a lone ranger. And that's not what we're talking about at all. Although you would look great in the little mask and the hat. I'm just saying. I bet so. Just I bet so. Hi-ho silver, the whole the <laughs> horse thing and everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. you'd be great at that. You know, I think that what, Mary Jean, what mm -hmm. you're talking about is a big aspect of self-care is doing the work. That, you know, we you could go to uh, see a medical physician or a DO or any type of uh, medical type of person. And, but if you're not following the instructions, you're not going to make much progress at all. So no, really you can not. Steve for some life coaching, but if you're not 
you know, following the game plan, you're not going to make a lot of progress. You can see Mary Jane for astrology consultation, but if you're not looking at what you need to look at, you're not going to make a lot of progress. I mean, same with all of us. You know, if, if the client doesn't want to put the work in, they're not mm -hmm. going to see the results. So, Christy, what you're really saying is self-care is caring enough about yourself mm -hmm. to do the work you need to do for the changes that you want to make in your life. Right. That's really what self-care is about. Sure. Right. Caring about the self. Yeah, Donna. Yeah. Yourself and you're willing to look at all of the options and look at yourself um, to the true naked self of you to make the changes to do the self-care because you care enough about yourself to make these changes happen for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you can't turn over your health to a doctor. No, because you're responsible for it. Right. And and your your actions and, and conventional medicine are is coming around to this more and more. Um and I would just like to suggest also that it's good to have compassion for ourselves, love and compassion and understanding. It's a learning journey, this life. And um you know, we've all come to where we are because of this journey. And if we don't like where we are, then there's maybe some changes that need to be made instead of just taking a pill and hoping for the best. Yeah, and I think I, I just, I, I love what both of you are saying about sufficient interest in caring about yourself and because you know we're not necessarily bombarded with permission to care about ourselves that's not that's not what we get bombarded with and programmed through and so you know that it's it's almost like what you said, Kathy, is like a radical idea that I care enough about myself Shocking. that I'm going to have attention on these things. Right. It mm -hmm. does. Well, and I, you know, I came from a corporate background as well, and uh, I won't name the major company, but it's a big international one based here in Kansas City, and it was a badge of honor to work nights and weekends and take your computer home and work. And you'd come in Monday morning. It's like, well, wait, how late were you here Friday? Oh, I was here until six. Oh man, you're lucky. I was here till eight. And then I still took my computer home. I mean, it was a badge of honor. And to admit that, you know what? I was finished with my day at five and left and didn't think another thing about it. And then came back in the morning refreshed. That was not okay. And so I think that if there's anything good that has come out of coronavirus is that we needed to slow down and we have screeching, came to a screeching halt in some ways, but it really needed to happen. I'd like to add totally. another thing about self-care. Mm -hmm. To do self-care 
um, is to stop judging yourself wrong. There's no such thing as right and wrong, good and bad. They are all judgments. And if you are spending time judging yourself wrong, why aren't you spending that time judging what's right about you and what what's good? What 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 makes you? Because um, those are opportunities for change, and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to look at a different point of view about yourself. If every time something in your body goes happens, you judge that as a wrongness because maybe it's an awareness happening and it's not to do anything with you. Maybe your body's trying to get you to, hey, wake up. There's something happening and I'm trying to get your attention. So mm-hmm. if you kind of stop judging um, and coming to conclusions on things and start saying, what else is possible or what is this trying to tell me instead of just always judging yourself wrong. That's probably a pretty important thing you can do for self-care as well. Yeah. And you know, something I wanted to mention is that your hair has gotten so long, Kathy, during this whole coronavirus thing, it's gotten so long and you were rocking that look. Yeah. It looks really good. I'm sure there was a moment there where you felt it did it, but you're really coming into it. But yeah. the point I wanted to make with that is there were, there were protests, people saying, open things back up, I need a haircut. Because they weren't <laughs> right. looking at themselves uh, saying, well, maybe I need to do something different with how I look. Or not saying it's okay, maybe I put too much importance on how I look. Right. And so um, all of this to say that um, sometimes we think of self-care as haircuts, coloring, manicures, pedicures, yeah waxing, all of these things. And yes, if they help you feel empowered, wonderful. But the self-care that we're talking about is much deeper than that. And this was another one of the gifts of coronavirus is that we got to say, we got to step out of our daily routine and say, okay, which of these routines was I addicted to? Which routines do I want to let back in? Which can I honestly, can I do without? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, is my hair looking good longer? Uh, I might keep it going. Is it looking good in the new color? I might keep that going. Right. Or maybe I'm not wearing makeup anymore. Once you put a mask on and you wear glasses, you can't see the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> or you're on Zoom doing all of your work and nobody can see it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, um, at the same time, uh, a lot of people around me were having to rethink their jobs. A lot of people lost their jobs or uh, there was a lot of uh, setbacks. They weren't able to work as much as they wanted to. And this I found that in consultation, at least it was a wonderful time to say, well, how did I get in this stupid job anyhow <laughs> when I want to be doing something else? And there's absolutely room for that, you know, when things slow down and you have time to just sit and and think and feel about what's going to be right for you. Why? I think this is a chance to absolutely seize. Right. What was important? What am I doing without right now that I thought I could never do without, but I'm actually doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of the kids are finding that with online school, they're, a lot of kids are thriving. Now, I know there's an equal number who uh, just don't learn as well online or just don't have the, the time or the focus or the capability to do that from home. But a lot of kids are finding that 
you know, I actually do better when I'm not around all of that energy all the time. Kathy, you had mentioned something about that with, with your job. That oh, I, yeah. I did because there's, there's like 130 people that I work with. And when we came home to work, it was like, oh, I have my own thoughts, my own emotions, and my own feelings. I'm not bouncing off of everyone in the office and mm-hmm. trying to clear the energy so that the space is a little bit clearer to maneuver, maneuver when you're working with everyone um, in an office space. And it was like, this, this was one of my fabulous things that I found because it was like, this is just me. It's just me and my own energy and my own space and my own thoughts. What am, what am I thinking and feeling? And so for the first month, it was like, I was so excited to be in my own energy and space um, that I thought it was great. And some of us might have been fighting with rigid schedules of work. It's like, you know, I'm not a morning person. So asking me to be at a job functioning and working really hard at 8 a.m. didn't work for me. But if I could, you know, rearrange my my schedule so that like now, you know, I kind of set my own hours because I do this stuff full time. And I like to have people come in to make an appointment at nine because by then I'm okay. Right. And then, um, so we might find that we have different rhythms that we can work in and be a lot right. happier and more productive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and you're working your own space and your own time now. You're really quite more efficient. It might take longer to do things at home, but we're really quite efficient in the way that we do things because you're not interrupted. There's no interruptions of someone coming to your desk, asking questions or wanting to know where this or that is. So there's more efficiency actually happening for the people at home. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls, plus you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. When you're talking about working from home, you know, just not to have the commutes are huge. And that's not just saving us time and energy, 
but it's also <laughs> impacting the world, bringing down the pollution. Mm -hmm. There's one researcher that said Wuhan probably had saved more lives because of the decrease in air pollution than the lives they lost through COVID. Huh. Wow. Interesting. Yep. That's probably true. We'll just leave that at that. But, you know, we are impacted by, you know, we're all connected. We're connected to the earth. And so anything that we can do that takes the burden off the earth also supports us. So. Yeah, there are places that they could see mountains for the first time in decades. They yeah. see and look how quickly that changed. It didn't take years. Mm -mm. Yeah, you can see blue skies for the first time. Children are seeing blue skies for the first time. Wow. Can you imagine how that would affect somebody? <laughs> Well, but, yeah. I, but I think <laughs> with, the, with what we're talking about here, though, on the physical environment, yeah. right, when we're talking about self-care at an individual level, you can get yourself inside the notion that it's hopeless and there's nothing that can shift. And that is so not true. I know. Right. That's so not true. We're, we're seeing it environmentally beyond us. We're seeing it individually within us. An opportunity to relook, reevaluate. Again, it all goes back to what Kathy and Donna talked about, which is when you look at it through the lens of I care enough about myself to make this important. Transformation is possible. Absolutely. And I like what you said, Steve, about, you know, these small changes versus the big changes. Mm -hmm. And that, um, you know, I think all of us recommend to our clients, it's like, don't like completely go and change every aspect of your life all at once. It's like trying to stop smoking, stop overeating and, you know, um, I don't know, do three major habits at the same time. You, that's too much. But just making small changes, little little changes throughout the day. Donna, you, you agree? Yeah, yeah, habits, yeah. Yeah. The smaller they are, and if you're not able to maintain it, make the steps smaller. Oh, so, that you, so that you can do it, and you will do it, and then you can expand it. Yeah, wonderful book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah, just to study the how habits are formed and how you can drop old habits and pick up new ones. Whole science out there. And yeah, the steps should be very small. I think and like you said, one at a time. You cannot change a lot at a time. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, I think that's why these challenges are are so popular on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, the third uh, Mary Jane, uh, you did a the video creation challenge with Launch for Life. It was like a coaching on creating videos. Mm -hmm. Steve, Kathy, and Donna and I we all took a class from Score, which is a great organization for business uh, and entrepreneurs. Uh, video challenge as well. Just 
30 days to start a habit. People do meditation challenges, self-reiki challenges. That's why these are so important and so popular. It's a good way to start a new habit, start a new routine and find out that, no, I can do this. Yeah, because it's done in a space of experimentation and play, mm-hmm. right? It's, and that's, you know, when we're talking about self-care, that's another very important aspect of it, right? If you try something on, try it from a point of view of experimentation and play that, look, just like a scientist would do something for 30 days and then evaluate if it's going to work and decide to go on or not, right? Clients that I come to or come to me when we're talking about this thing of self-care, you know, the one of the first things, Christy, that we have to get beyond is, well, I can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And I'm like, I didn't ask you to do it for the rest of the day. We're only talking about the moment or, you know. A week. Sessions, right? A week. Month, maybe. Let's, 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 let's create an experiment and see how it goes before we immediately jump into all the rest of my life. No, that's not, no. I think the other side of that is giving up too soon. It's like, oh, I tried meditation. I couldn't do it, so I gave up. Or I tried healthy eating, and I did okay for a couple weeks, but then, you know. know, Most people give up right before they could have a breakthrough. They just give up too soon. If they go just a little bit farther, they'd have a breakthrough and find out how great it was um, and what the results were on the end if they just give it a little bit more time. But most people give up way before. Yeah. Yeah, Donna. And mindset is really important uh, on how, what kind of habits or how much work you're willing to, to do to change. the mindset is is really important. If if you say, you know, I am going to be, I don't know, um, a person who who enjoys healthy food or whatever, um, then that if you really believe that you are going to do that and that you can transform that because your mind and your body they work together. And Kathy, you were speaking earlier about what's right with your life. Right. Um, gratitude journal. Yeah. That's Whoa. pretty simple um, because just how we are wired as humans, we kind of get stuck on the negative because thousands of years ago, we had to for sure remember where we saw the lion so that we didn't meet him again. <laughs> um, that's not in today's world, you know, Um so to switch that and focus on gratitude, what you're grateful for. Right. Because um, that brings more into your life. Right. You're more cognizant of it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like when you buy a new car and then all of a sudden you notice everybody's got that, the same right. model. 
Right. right. When you're focusing on your gratitude, then, oh, there's a lot to be grateful for. Right. And you can see it through your day. You don't have to wait until when you're jotting it down in your journal. You can be grateful. I know that there's a lot of times in my day that it's like, oh, I'm, I had that thought. Oh, you know, thank you for bringing that thought into my head or thank you for having that car stop. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to quite do that. There's so many times that you can express gratitude throughout your day. Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be big things. You oh, know, no. Right? Mm-mm. You wake up and you have immediately have two blessings. One, two, both your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink Great to that. Thought. You're hearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you two exactly. touch the ground. That's a two blessings right there. <laughs> There's lots to be grateful about. And with a gratitude journal, what's nice about it is that you can flip over, you know, like when you're having a really bad day and it's like, God, I'm not grateful about this. Like, God, my eyes open again this morning. God, why did it have to happen? You know, but it's like we're having a really bad day, but you can look through the gratitude journal and look back and see all the things that you've been grateful for, no matter how large or small. And that really just kind of fills you, fills you up. You know yeah, what? Fills your cup. There's that For book. Sure. Have you guys read this book? What fills your bucket? Or have you filled somebody's bucket? Have you guys know this book? It's uh-huh. a kid's book, and it's really good. And I've done this with the Sunday school kids. Um, have you filled a bucket today? I think is the name of the book. And so it talks about everybody's got this invisible bucket. And it's full of all the good things that happen to us. Somebody says something nice to you. Somebody smiles at you. Somebody helps you. Those things fill your bucket. But then things can dip into your bucket. Someone criticizes you or yells at you or shoves you on the playground. That dips out of your bucket. And so we need to be cognizant and aware of all the things that fill our bucket. But also, are we dipping into a bucket or are we filling filling it up? Steve, that reminds me of your up, oh, what is it called? Upregulation, downregulation? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah from a, you're, you're speaking about a discipline called conversational intelligence and the use of language, being able to upregulate the brain or downregulate the brain. Absolutely. And, and while Conversational intelligence is designed mostly about organizational leadership and leading organizations. We've been pointing to it here with self-care because that the judging of yourself that Kathy pointed to and Donna pointed to, right? Uh-huh. That internal language that you're using about the action you're taking is just as down-regulating as if someone outside of yourself spoke those words at you. And, and sometimes the internal dialogue, depending upon which way it goes, um, can actually be more impactful than somebody outside of yourself. And these things actually release hormones, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
hormones, neurochemicals, mm-hmm. all, all, all types of different aspects within your physiology, you know? Yeah. So the upregulating stuff, the stuff that fills your bucket, the stuff that makes you feel positive and good releases, mm-hmm. you know, serotonin and uplifting chemicals and neurotransmitters. But then the criticism, the self-talk, the self-doubt, the self, the self-criticism gives the negative hormones that um, do impact your brain. Yep. Cortisol. Cortisol. There you go. Yeah. It takes up to 24 hours for those hormones to cycle through the body. Sometimes longer to metabolize. That's right. Your brain has to metabolize them, literally burn it up like energy to get them Mm. dissipated from your body. And, and yes, it can take quite a while depending upon how impactful the event is. And so when we're talking about self-care, back to kind of circling back a little bit about a part of self-care is to have little room for judgment of yourself. Because if you're judging yourself moment by moment by moment or every, you know, just really being critical and hard on yourself, you're, you're, you yourself are keeping you in a perpetual state of downregulation, which yeah. can. Yeah, yeah Donna. Yeah. Down. And yeah. And it would be your whole body because of the vagus nerve. It would be your whole you can't, body. You can't have one piece, one organ system, your eyes or ears, every, every part of you, it's either all one way or it's all the other way because you're, you are built to be together. We're all connected. Yeah, your your body's got to either be ready to run or to be re- relaxed or, you know, some variation along that line is just not an on and off. But uh, yeah, your whole body is going to be lined up in the same way. So that's why, you know, if you're depressed, your digestion's off, your sleep's off, your your cardiovascular system's not there. Yeah, not as healthy. Yeah, Kathy. So what you're really saying is every thought, every word, every action that you have affects you. Whole thing. Not only does it affect you, it affects the whole uh, humanity. Every word, every thought, every action. So mm-hmm. how responsible in your self-care can you be to know not only are you affecting you, you're affecting all of us. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, Donna. So I have a question for Mary Jane. So we're speaking of all of this. So my question to you is if I knew more about myself, my strengths, my weaknesses, or however you say it in your practice, would that not give me more knowledge on how to react with the world in a different way to self-care high? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
on a, a hard day, let's say, on a difficult day, we have to talk finally about uh, good aspects and bad aspects between planets. I don't like that term particularly, but it's extremely practical. Um, the good aspects are going to take, be easy for us. These are connections between planets that are coloring our, our uh, persona, that are making us up. Good aspects uh, allow us to recognize our talents, to have ease in uh, connecting with other people, with uh, events around us. These are things we do particularly well. They're nice, but they're not everything. The hard aspects, the squares, the, our, the uh, oppositions, these are where we make muscles. These are where we grow up. These are karmic lessons, if you'll uh, allow the term, uh, so that we're born with, essentially. We've, I, may, I maintain that a, a child, a baby, has a life plan. Now, he's going to live this out various ways according to where he's born and into what family and what kind of situation exists around him. But the plan is there. It's like an architectural plan. It's like a blueprint. And so it's up to us to see, well, is this going to be a hospital? Is this going to be a church? Is this going to be a school? Is this going to be a, a home? What is this plan? And we can see, um, coming back to your question more specifically, in the difficult aspects, we see where we can run into problems. These are problems. Sometimes they're karmic. Sometimes they're very old. Sometimes they're civilizational or familial. Um, they can be repeated. Uh, we see, sometimes we see certain, uh, what I call uh, planetary signatures that repeat. We can see the same aspects between the same planets for generations. It's absolutely astonishing. And uh, so finally, the person who's sitting across from me has to say, wow, we've been doing this so many years. I think I'm the link that's going to be broken. I think this bad behavior stops now. And that's the whole purpose, to my mind, the practical purpose, at least, of an astrological consultation is to see where are these traps? Where are these problems? And get through them. Learn to treat them differently. Learn to uh, uh, overcome them, basically. Yeah. And this is on a health basis. We do, there's medic, medical astrology, there's a, uh, emotional and psychological astrology, there's religious astrology, there's uh, mundane astrology, which puts us in a certain uh, uh, type of civilization where we're living. There are all kinds of approaches here. Everything's there if we know how to look. So yes, we're not there not only to discover what's there, where the where the traps are, but what we can do to get out of them, get rid of them, get clean, mm -hmm. empower ourselves. Yep, empowerment. Yep, that's it. You know, some of this conversation makes me circle back to what Kathy said about self care. When we care enough to make these changes, and you know, when we don't know our path, we're not sure of it. And when we, we, we like constantly are giving us ourselves these judgments and this negative self-talk, et cetera, 
it takes away our capacity to care. But that is fundamental. We have to not only want to make changes and live in a whole way, but we have to believe that we deserve it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And that can be really huge for somebody who grew up with a lot of childhood trauma, someone who came, grew up yeah. with abuse or poverty, someone who was not treated fairly by their parents or by their schoolmates. That can have a devastating effect. Yeah, Donna. I was reading a book, and I'm not going to be able to tell you what book. I've been reading so much. Not that the libraries are open, thank you, God. <laughs> um, the Dalai Lama was speaking someplace in the United States. And, of course, self-loathing, um, self-hatred uh, can be a real issue. And he, he asked, someone asked him about that. And all the translators got together and it just didn't compute. He could not answer because he had no conception what that meant. Because wow. in his reality, there's only self-love. And I thought, whoa, what a reality. What a different mindset that would be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally different mindset. I was blown away by that. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Boy, what a statement that is about our culture. Yeah. Wow. And the way that we approach others. And ourselves. And ourselves, right. Ourselves. Where did we learn to not value ourselves and love ourselves? Where did that come from? Wow. Well, well you know, and babies have no concept of that. Babies just are. Babies, you know, have self-love, have self-awareness, all these things. I don't know. I, sometimes I wonder if that is learned. Not well, to I would imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Without yeah. a doubt, Christy, without a doubt that it's learned. Right. And so it's the messages that we do hear from others about us and how they value us. And not that any, I don't need anybody to value me or not value me. I used to care. I really don't care anymore if anybody values me or not. But, you know, just, it's, um, just that's where the, that comes from. It's like what people, how people approach you, how people deal with you, how people talk to you. Uh, I think, and we shouldn't put place so much importance on it, but we do. Okay, yeah, Kathy and then Mary Jane. But the, but the Dalai Lama probably lives his life and living it for the source of the creator and radiating his life through the source of the creator, mm -hmm. which people who doesn't matter what religion they are or who they are, the people who truly have faith and believe and radiate the creator's love and yes. faith is the difference between how you live and how you don't live. Mm. Is one aspect 
I believe, to that question that you just asked about it. Because um, if you're not brought up in any type of religion and you're searching spiritually, you could still end up on the same space of looking for that. But those, the people who truly live the source, they don't waver and they truly function um, from doing what the creator and the creator within them to radiate self-love in the planet and live by um, demonstration and actions of love. Mary Jean, mm-hmm. what did you want to bring in? Oh, uh, just, well, on the side, uh, child psychologists tell us that this notion of uh, oh, what's right, what's wrong, and who to go to for approval, this starts at about the age of one and a half, where the, where the kid is going out, you know, trying all kinds of things, and his mother's saying, no, no, you can't do that. You can't touch this. You can't go there. And he has to turn around and see what's going to keep her happy. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to make mom smile again and love me again? And this starts one and a half, two years old when you're getting social rules, social rules. Uh, social rules have to exist. But and, you know, just to keep these kids out of the oven and <laughs> some other places. <laughs> but, but meanwhile, it's um, it's a hard, on a psychological level, it's a really tough learning process that not only do you have to discover your world, but you also have to keep your parents happy, especially mom. <laughs> true, true. And mom's oh. just trying to get through her day and keep everything going. Wow. Right, right. Right. Mom's trying to get kids fed on task, on schedule, not hurting themselves. And so it's a lot of missed signals, miscommunication. Sure. And when you put yourself in the kid's skin, all he's hearing is everything I do is wrong. Um, So let me think. How am I going to get out of this quadrant and uh, and keep everyone happy at home and let me do what I need to do too? Uh, it's a tough life. It's a tough start. Well, and if you and if you think about it a little bit more, you're talking about the kid, you're talking about a kid without a fully developed brain and mm-hmm. little experience. And whatever they come up with to survive that particular moment, sticks. It sticks, Donna. Number one, it sticks. <laughs> number two, it isn't the same conclusion that the five of us would draw today. That's with true. Our life experience. Oh no! But yet, but yet. Back there, stuck. <laughs> it's stuck because it's in your subconscious, mm-hmm. and most of the time, whatever you equated as this kid, right, about how you were going to survive it, you know, it's like, where did you put that? Well, you put it in your mm-hmm. future that when mm-hmm. I come up against this situation again, 
right? I'm going to remember that this is how I'm going to negotiate it. It isn't, it isn't that you're like this open space as a 10-year-old to re-examine it with the capacity you have as a 10-year-old. No, you go back to what you decided and, uh, the first time that it came up. Yeah. And because by that time, it's already in your subconscious it doesn't even occur to you to reconsider. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just, this is your strategy for dealing with life, right? That's it. And so... Oh, third and, house stuff in astrology. It's all about the absolutely. thinking process, the speaking process, and ruse. This is an important word. How to get along with mom. How to get along with my siblings. This is important. And it goes on for the rest of our lives. Right. And, well, so, yeah. and so if we're talking about caring enough about ourselves, right? Part of that journey is the re-examination of what got us here. Yeah. <laughs> See, Pardon? in my world, what I bring to the table, I would call that soul retrieval. <laughs> what you're talking about exactly, Steve, is a little bit of our soul getting stuck in that moment at that time and whenever faced in the future with a similar confrontation, we use the same reaction as that little soul orphan. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, you know, Kathy could jump in here and she could tell us how that got stored in a body and the muscle and... You know, that when you come into a similar type experience, right, the same place in your body hurts or feels good or whatever, right? It's yeah. it's all connected. Yeah. Wow. I Okay, so I do just geek out a little bit. I get a little nerdy shot of joy just seeing all the places this overlaps. So Steve's talking about, you know, neurotransmitters in this place in your brain and Mary Jane's saying the third house. <laughs> this happens in the third house. And I'm talking about soul retrieval and Kathy's talking about where that's stored in your body. And then Donna's talking about, you know, our, our emotions, et cetera. So this, I love how this all, it, it, it's many sides of the same dice. It's all the same yeah. coin, just different sides, yeah. It's all connected. It is all connected. There's different ways for different people, and it's all connected. Yeah. I see these, yeah. I see these as different vocabularies, you know? Sure. We're all speaking the same language, but with different vocabularies. Right. And yeah. the words, if when you break them down, are going to essentially mean to the same together. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know, and people resonate with things differently. Some right. people like a real hands-on approach. Some people like a more cognitive approach. Somebody, somebody might want a more reflexive approach. So, you know, I used to teach college English, and I would explain the same thing about commas, <laughs> comma splices, five different ways, throwing five different bits of spaghetti at the wall, and one piece of spaghetti was going to stick for each person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we've got all of these five different approaches 
And a different approach is going to stick for somebody different. Yep. For sure. Wonderful. So, you know, it's so funny how we started with self-care. And then... <laughs> well, we're taking care of ourselves, aren't we, here? Sure. <laughs> and we ended up just talking about life in general. Mm. But that's what it's about. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining together and coming together to celebrate the one. We all got a little noisemakers. Our 100th episode about how to radiate wellness. That's what it's about. All right. So do we have any thoughts we'd like to, to leave with? Let's go around and see if we've got any thoughts to leave with. Steve, do you have any thoughts to leave with? Um, this is, you know, my true joy in life to support people on this journey. Yeah. Donna, do you have any thoughts to leave us with? Exactly. It's, it brings me much joy to, to help, to be of service. Mary Jane. That's the name of the game. If I can help somebody know themselves better and uh, get over any uh, any holdbacks, any things that anything that's keeping them from doing what they're supposed to do, I'm there. And Kathy. And you know, I, I think everybody has said it. There's nothing better in life than to give someone a spark that gives them the chance and opportunity and choice to see the change that can come in their life so that they can live that vibrant life on the planet that they want and uh, deserve. Self-love. Self-love. Yeah, and my, I think my parting thought is that we're all in this together. We're all walking each other home and it's a sacred task. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been Radiate Wellness's 100th episode. Come back and see us. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us 
and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.